0: Files, home to the world's biggest stars. Get your hands up!
1: Live on your radio, <laughs> and you can check us out on your
2: socials. <laughs> your favorite person, Serena. We're <laughs> ready oh. for you to
1: go ahead and take <laughs> it away. This is the Melissimo Files.
2: The Bellissimo
1: Files on Spin. And now your host, yeah. Serena Bellissimo. Good morning,
3: how's it going? Hope you're having a great start to the weekend. I have such a fun Bellissimo Files on the way for you. On today's show, I'm going to be catching up with Billy Lord. She reacts to working with Julia Roberts and George Clooney in Ticket to Paradise. I also chat to her co-star, Lucas, uh, Lucas Bravo. I try to get him to open up about Emily in Paris and they both share what trouble they got up to in Australia when they were filming Ticket to Paradise. I'll also be chatting to the stars of Fate, The Wink Saga, Season 2. They'll be telling us all about Season 2. And up next, I'll introduce you to our one-to-watch, Crea. Oh,
1: Files. One to watch.
3: This week's One to Watch is no stranger to the music scene. She's released two number one Irish albums as a third of Wavern Lingo, but now she's gone out on her own releasing her first solo single, September Sun. It's Kriya. Kriya, great to have you on the show. Thank you. Delighted to be here. I have to say, I was so disappointed when I heard that Waverne Lingo were taking a break. Can
4: you tell me about that? Yes, that's honestly the reaction we've gotten from people has been so um so lovely, and lots of people disappointed or worried. But honestly, it's for us, it's a really healthy and necessary step because we've been doing this for such a long time. You know, we put so much of our you know our entire twenties, I suppose, into the band, and it's a huge commitment. It's it's a huge commitment to each other as well. And in one sense, we while we were doing this amazing thing and having such incredible experiences, we also, in prioritising that, didn't get to kind of go our own ways when we might, may have needed to. And, you know, it's so important, I think, at that at stage, stage in your life to do these things for yourself. Um, so now it's really nice because we're all getting a chance to sort of do our own thing. And we've all been really, like, happy and productive and doing different things. I mean, I was in Paris for a month in the summer and the CCI and Queeve has been touring with Wallace Bird and really sneak an EP, it's just really invigorating I would actually say is the word and if anything it makes me more excited to come back and do stuff with the girls but but at the moment it definitely feels like this is the right kind of stage for us you know.
3: And you guys just get to be mates without yes. having to worry about it's all the work amazing.
4: stuff. It's amazing, honestly so true, it means that every phone call isn't ultimately about something to do with the band you know it means you can just be, yeah we can just be friends and have a good time, it's really yeah. really nice.
3: So you're all discovering yourselves. Um, yeah. in you were Vern Lingo, I knew you was Karen, but yeah. now you're Korea. Tell me about that.
4: <laughs> well, as you know, it's a terrible time to be Karen. If you Google a thing to do with Karen, you know, all these jokes come up straight away. So not very Google. Um, but the other, probably more annoying thing actually is that people spell my last name wrong all the time. You probably, you probably have us all the time as well. I hear you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I wanted something different. It's also kind of an identity thing. It's nice to just... Have a project and and be like, okay, this is this is Crea now. This is this is a full move in a different direction, and and it's easy to spell. <laughs> <laughs> but it also uh, for me as well. I wanted something a little bit Irish. I, I was looking up old Irish names, and Cree is a really very unusual or kind of old name that I'm um, kind of you know relates to the heart. Obviously, the word for heart in Irish is Cree. <laughs> So I just took that and then put a K on it instead and you know so it's not too far away from my name but uh, I'm enjoying it so far people seem to be taking it on board I'm happy about it
3: Well I love the name but I also love the music associated with the name September Sun tell me about it Oh thank
4: you so much Um, I actually wrote it last September I was away for a few days in in france and my, my friend's house and um my my boyfriend and i were we have had a really horrible couple of months we were dealing with the grief of a friend or a friend had passed away we were dealing with that grief um and it had just been you know when you're so tired you're so exhausted by it um and i think it had been a while since we would kind of really had a bit of crack you know or, or really kind of been ourselves in a way we were so shook we randomly met this lovely warm barman who turned out to be a sailor and my boyfriend's a real chancer like but he, he has done a bit of sailing and he was like oh come on let's chat to him and see if um, see if he have got a boat like let's see if we can we can go out <laughs> and uh, he did have a boat and he invited us out on the subby catamaran uh and we went on this little sailing trip and it was just so much fun and so adventurous and wild and silly um, a little bit dangerous but uh, well, it was it was fine but you know it could have been the wind was really calm so we got stuck coming back and we, were, we had like hours to kill on the boat and it slowly slowly crept back to, into harbour and um, I just started thinking of this song and, and singing this melody to myself and thinking how nice it was to have a really good day and that I would think about this now the whole winter, about how much fun this this one day was. And and even if things start to get really sad again, I can remember that we kind of found ourselves again and we will we can do that again in the future. So yeah, it was a really reassuring moment for myself. That
3: is gorgeous. And this is, it's just the beginning. What a lovely way to keep off your solo (laughs)
4: projects. Tell me, what's the plan for the rest of the year? So I'm, I, have the, I have basically the guts of an EP together that I've been working on with um, James Smith. Yes, you know, I'm not sure if you know James Smith, but he used to be in Gypsies on the Audubon, but we've been working together uh, up in Black Mountain Studios, and I'm delighted I got support from the Wicklow Arts Council to, to make the EP um, and from the Arts Council to kind of write some solo sort of material so I've been working away I've been learning the harp Serena that's my my new thing so the harp here on the track is, is my uh, my baby harp skills. I, I'm, I'm quite inspired by the harp actually and I'm using it in a lot of the songs yeah so we've got an EP basically kind of 70% there and I'm hoping to release a tune um, closer to Christmas and then the EP in the new year so that, definitely keep an ear out
3: that is very exciting if people want to follow and find out what's happening give us your social handles
4: yeah so my Instagram is at Korea Music. so K or E A and then Facebook should be around the same. Twitter is still my name, but if you search Korea it should come up as well. But if you have to spell my name, <laughs> it says anyway
3: Well Korea, I'm so excited to have you back on the music scene. Can't wait to see what you do
4: next. Thank you so much. Before I let you go, will you introduce your new single for us on the Bellissimo Files? Hey, this is Korea. You're listening to the Bellissimo Files and this track is my new single, September Sun.
0: This is the Bellissimo Files, exclusive
1: to Spin. It's
3: time to go to the movies with Lucas Bravo and Billy Lord. They're starring alongside Julia Roberts and George Clooney in Ticket to Paradise. This is a film that reteams the two biggest stars and brings back the romantic comedy. Are there some flaws? Yeah. Is it a bit of fun? Yeah, I love seeing George and Julia on screen as a warring divorced couple trying to go and rescue their daughter from the same mistake they made in paradise down in Bali. Starring as Julia's boyfriend is Luca Bravo. And playing um their daughter's best friend is Billy Lord. I loved catching up with these two. Billy and Luca, so great to meet you both. Billy. You get a phone call from Ol, and he says you get to reteam with your great mate Caitlin oh. on screen. Julia and George are involved, and um, you get to go to the paradise that is the Wit Sundays in Australia. How long? Do you, does, does he even finish that sentence
1: before you go? Yeah, I'm in. I mean, I don't think I was breathing for like, a, a good while. Um, it was unsafe, <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was an immediate. Yes, it was also an immediate like imposter syndrome like is it are we is this the right number is this like that ashton kutcher show where he print? <laughs> like or is this life i'm not really sure or that no, punked is this punked <laughs> it's insane
3: and then luca you um get a phone call going you know we've, we've been on the hunt for julia roberts's boyfriend we've sent her some tapes hmm. and she's the one that's gone he's the one how do
0: you react to that? How, you know more than I do I, about the casting process. It's <laughs> amazing. So, so Julia validated the... She did. Okay. She did. Okay. I knew that. Yeah. You knew that? I didn't know that. I don't know I anything. They don't tell <laughs> anything to, tell anything to the, French, uh, yeah, yeah. the French third wheel. No. Well, how do you
3: feel <laughs> when you go, okay, I'm you know, going to paradise, and, oh, my God, I'm playing Julia Roberts'
0: partner? They're, they're just, there's a strong sense of I do not want to disappoint, you know? Mm. And... Uh, and your 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 um, subconscious is like yes you're gonna mm. you 're going to disappoint you still. knew it all along, you knew that it didn 't belong, and you 're like no i 'm going to be stronger than my subconscious i 'm going to beat my 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 inner child uh, uh, wounds and, and and traumas and just just do my best and uh, and it went super well, it was fun yeah. it was fun just because because they made it uh, the way it is you know when, when you have that that um, that power you you decide uh, the melody, the tune you tune the the show's dynamic and they made it just fun.
3: It looked like fun, especially one scene, Billy, that bar dance scene. How much of that was
1: scripted and how much of that was we're gonna have a wild night on set? They just went for it, those two. I think they were offered a choreographer and they gave it a hard no. Are you They do not need a choreographer. As you can see, those moves are in their bones very deeply. It was insane to watch. George was dripping sweat. There was, there was no fake sweat necessary, <laughs> which was impressive. And they kept saying, like, do you want to change? And he's like, no, man, like, I'm in this. He was, he was in it. He was in it. It was so crazy to watch, honestly. I
0: remember him living set after the scene was completed, completely wet. <laughs> And walking, like, you know, when you feel like you you saved, like, a, a cat from a burning building or something, you know? He when you, When you succeed a scene, you have always this feeling that you just saved the world, which is just he something did. we have. He it did. doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it lasts for only one hour. And he left like it just, you know, won, like, the Super Bowl or something. Yeah. It, it felt so amazing. it was like, yes, yes, yes I, I gave it all. <laughs> yeah. I let it all on the floor. <laughs> Look, I can't leave without asking about
3: Emily in Paris. What is that? I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that little... Netflix show? Yeah. I haven't seen that film.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> many people are like, you are so great in, in that film. I'm like, you, nope, you nope, definitely sure. didn't watch it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? I know ra- oh, you can't say too much, but has it wrapped? Is it coming to Netflix soon?
0: I don't know. Mike. Since uh, since my character dies in the first episode... I, oh, would you stop? <laughs> <laughs> it's a really gruesome murder scene. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I yeah, yeah. yeah. You get to baguette, <laughs> baguette it down. Um... I I can say anything honestly yeah. they they, Classic. they would murder me yeah That's yeah.
1: the story of my career honestly I would
0: I'm, I'm, yeah. I talk too much Actually, I mean you those keep
1: those secrets cuz that's the thing like when i know you know you're in a
3: professional setting mm. but sometimes you have the conversations. just like I mean, there the are secrets well. and
0: secrets it's not like spiderman multiverse uh, <laughs> it's it's Emily in Paris we
1: yeah it's it's not easy because i uh, i i tell everyone everything <laughs> <laughs> <That's true.
0: laughs> sometimes within your circle and, and you trust your people around you yeah. yeah, Like when I trusted you for uh, the the quarantine cigarette, like
1: uh, and I told
0: everyone. And she was out of quarantine before us because yeah. we we, we kind of jumped over the fence and like pass, passed past each other's stuff yeah. and and I got to set two days later because I had two days left of quarantine and all the producers were like, so you've been climbing fences and like exchanging bottles of and then things like, with Billy. was like.
1: Oh,
3: wow. Don't tell the Australians. But listen, this Australian is really thrilled that you're
1: in Ticket to Paradise. Thank you for spending time with me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Ticket to Paradise is in cinemas now. Let's go! The Melissa Files. What to watch. What to watch.
3: Joining me on the line now is our very own Deidre Malumbi with some recommendations for this week.
5: Dee, how's it going? It's going very well. I really like the two big screen releases that we're talking about this week, I have to say.
3: Yeah, I hadn't heard of one of them we're talking about. The other one has been around for a while. But can we start with After Yang? Because I watched some clips. I was like, oh, my God, this is gorgeous.
5: Yeah, it's a stunning movie, and our own Colin Farrell is the lead in this one. Um, I suppose this comes from the studio, um, A24, who people might know have done some great work. They did Lady Bird, Minari, uh, Ex Machina, and Room to Name, just a few of their releases. But I suppose they would be like a smaller distribution company, so we don't hear about every single uh, release of theirs. But this is an absolutely gorgeous film, so I'd highly recommend it. Um, Story-wise, it follows a family's attempt to repair uh, their robotic child, um, who is sibling to their um, other adoptive child, um, and he was absolutely, you know, a huge part of their family. But he is unresponsive now, and uh, sorry, unresponsive now. And basically, along the way, as they go on this journey trying to repair him, some big questions about life and love come up along the way. Oh, let's clip.
1: Come on, Yang. What are you doing? Come, come
5: on.
0: I don't know. He shut down last night. He won't restart. Has this happened before?
5: No. If we
6: can't get Yang fixed, we're not going to buy another
3: sibling for Mika. A clip there from After Yang. D. That clip
5: alone had me in tears. Yeah, it's a very emotional movie, uh, very heartfelt. I wouldn't want to give away too much more of the story. I think I've given away just enough okay. uh, for you to kind of watch it, because you will get like all of these surprises along the way. A uh, part of what works for me is the cast in this are just fantastic. Uh, as I said before, the clip Colin Farrell is the lead here, and honestly, I just think there's nothing this guy can't do. He's having such an incredible career um, at the moment, and I just think that he's brilliant in this. You really are kind of swept along with. The Um, his emotions and his journey you've got a great cast aside from him Jodie Turner-Smith plays his wife Justin H. Min who people might recognize from the Umbrella Academy he plays Yang in it and you've got Hailey Lou Richardson in the cast as well genre wise this is very interesting I saw it described as a metaphysical science fiction family drama and I think that that kind of summarizes it as as kind of complex as it sounds, uh, but the story is actually quite, really quite simple at its heart because it is about family and it's about AI and it's about the, nation, the, the notion of kind of care and it talks about uh, race and all of these other topics in a really quite beautiful and moving way. I really, really enjoyed it. I think that there are a lot of movies out there about AI that can be a bit um, hit and miss. If you think about, you know, Steven Spielberg's classic or iRobot, some of them haven't really worked, but for me, this really works. I think it's a gorgeous film and so different to other movies that are out there at the moment. So I'd really, I think that it's definitely worth checking out.
3: What are you giving out of five? I'm giving it a four out of five stars. Oh, wow. Look, I'm definitely going to go check this out. Um, Something else that is in cinemas is this.
7: Ladies and gentlemen,
4: you're not in Kansas anymore. You're on Pandora.
3: We're going back to Pandora, aren't we, Dee?
5: Yeah, so this is really interesting. Um, Avatar is being re-released. Um, I've noticed there's kind of a trend at the moment. A bunch of old movies are getting re-releases at the moment. Some of the classics like Jaws and E.T. or some more recent ones like uh, the latest Spider-Man movie, uh, Avatar was originally released in 2009, I believe. And it's being re-released now because its sequel, Avatar, The Way of the Water, is out this Christmas. And I think it's partly to kind of refresh people's memory of the original movie before the sequel. But I also think the re-release is probably to make sure it stays the highest cruising <laughs> movie of all time. Because for a time their Avengers Endgame actually did uh, surpass it in that record. But now it's it's back there again because hey, of the re-releases.
3: Hey, Dee. I have yeah. to tell the truth. I know that this is like a, a massive gracing film. <sighs> I was bored and I didn't enjoy it at all and I'm not looking forward to number two. I probably won't go see it.
5: I'm hoping that number two at least does age a bit better because as visually spectacular as the original Avatar is, I'm not going to lie, it is very long. And I know, three that you don't like a very long movie. And it's
3: boring and convoluted. And there was just, I was just in there going, you know, yes, you can do visually spectacular and stuff, but please make interesting.
5: I'm probably, look, I'm the only one who thinks that. Oh, no, I don't think so. I think that there are plenty of movies that are like, how the heck is this the highest yeah. <laughs> movie of all time? Uh, so don't worry about that. And there are plenty of people, I'm always surprised as well at how many people have never actually seen the movie because a lot of the time when you get a movie that's the highest grossing movie of all time it's not everyone in the world has seen it it's that a lot of people have gone to see it multiple times so it obviously does have this big fan base that a lot of people uh, do enjoy it but trust me I I completely agree that it's far from perfect it does have a bit of a white savior narrative it's too long and it is quite flawed I think any of the scenes that aren't in Pandora's Pandora itself really really drag out because I do think that Pandora is absolutely beautifully designed and it'll be interesting to see in the sequel how they're going to kind of extend out um, that world and how that's going to uh, happen in it but I think that if you haven't seen it you should check it out at least once and you should really watch it on the big screen that's what it's made for so I suppose that's what this re-release is all about to, to kind of seize that opportunity but yeah if you didn't particularly like it you can give it a miss. Exactly <laughs> And um, but if you
3: haven't as you say as you said, go check it out. Make up your own mind and make it uh, can make it continue climbing the charts of charts of the highest gross, grossing film. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. you <laughs> it, it. It. it deserves it, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dee, thank you so much for that. We'll catch you again next week. Thanks again. Thanks. Bye. If you want to check out what else is playing at cinemas this week, don't forget to tune in to We Love Movies with Gordon Hayden from eight o'clock, where he and his team will be reviewing them all. The
1: Balisimo Files. Favorite thing.
3: Aren't necessarily my favourite thing, but they have become better because Fully Charged with Emma, David, and Ashling is on spin every morning. Well, not every morning, we need to give the guys a break, but every weekday. Joining me now in studio to share some of her favourite things and to get to know her a little better is one third of the team, Ashling Bonner.
2: Ashling, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm sorry I've dragged you in on a Saturday morning. Oh, my God. It's my pleasure, Serena, to see your lovely face. Uh, I never get to see you. No, we
3: don't anymore. I used Sad. to bumping to you on a random Saturday. But tell me this. How are you finding that alarm clock?
2: I know you've been doing breakfast before, but... yeah. So this is actually quite nice for me because I'm actually in about like 35, 40 minutes later than I was in my previous job on a different station. So tell me this, what time, like what time's a lie on now for you? Oh, like, I mean, I'm, the alarm now is about 20 to 6. Oh, that hurts. As opposed to 5, it's sweet. How, how do you not, I know why you don't
3: knock it off because you love your job, but does it get any easier getting up at that time?
2: I, I didn't think it did, but then during lockdown, I remember, me and my friends went for a sunrise swim and I collected her at like six. And I was like, good morning. And she was she like, she could barely speak. So then I was like, oh, wow, okay. And like whenever we go to the airport, I'm always like, yeah, let's go. going got to go duty free, whatever. Let's get some breakfast. And everybody's like. <laughs> okay, so mornings are one of your favorite things, yes? They seem to be. I never was a morning person, but here we are. And you're having great crack with the lads. Great crack. That's it and as well, like when you're, obviously when the alarm goes off, you're like, oh, but then as soon as you're in the office and you're in the studio having the crack, it's, it, it just writes itself.
3: So fully charged with Emma, Dave and Ashling. that's one of your favourite things, but we want to find out more
2: about you and other favourite things. Are you mm-hmm. ready for this? Yes, I'm excited. What TV show are you obsessing over right now? I'm really enjoying Community at the moment. Uh, you know this TV sitcom is that with, that's not with Danny DeVito no that's, no, that's It's All Sunny in Philadelphia yeah. which was my previous one so my boyfriend's American he's educating me on all his favourite American comedies we did The Office we did It's Always Sunny and now we're on Community uh, Donald Glover's in it that's the one yeah okay. it's daft but it's great very funny film do you have a favourite one I think my favourite film has to be Mean Girls I know it's like you know generic teen gal film but I'd say I quote it once a week it's just a joy i was. Thinking that lately, because
3: October third—that's Mean Girl Day, isn't it? It is. Lindsay Lohan will she still be in the
2: country filming her Irish oh Wish? Oh my god! And if
3: she is, should we not be doing something to celebrate we Mean Girl be Day?
2: Doing something huge. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And if it was on a Wednesday, and we could all wear pink, it would be even better.
3: Oh my. Okay, we need to right. look. That. Yeah. That okay. Down. Yeah. Write that down. <laughs> Listening to Fully Charged. Who knows? Lindsay Lohan may be celebrating Mean Girl Day with
2: them. <laughs> favorite book. Um, one of my favorite books is called. The Colour of B. Larkham's Murder. I've given it to a few different people and I've always recommended to people. It's basically about this kid and he has this condition where he can't recognise people by their faces so he like, denotes a colour to each person that he meets and he is the only witness to the murder of his neighbour
3: so it's a murder mystery but it goes further than that as well
2: yeah because it's like he's trying so hard to like tell the police like who did it and he can't describe who it is because of like the way the colours wow okay I'm adding that one to my list Mm, it's great what
3: song should everyone have on their pumped up playlist or what song actually I've been asking this of a few of the fully charged people what should you have as your alarm? I think
2: run the world, girls. What a way to start the morning! Yes, Honestly, please get you up, get you ready to slay the day. I love that. Do you have a favorite album? Uh, well, I'm obsessed with Beyonce, so all no. of yeah, yeah, crazy. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so I'm obviously loving Renaissance at the moment. Um, her favorite album. Mm, or my favourite album of her is probably probably Lemonade but I have a bit of B-Day as well okay you know, the classics basically anything by yeah so, sorry what podcast are you listening to right now well I'm always listening to Desert Island Discs I'm not so good it's just brilliant I can dip back in and out uh, but I recently listened to a really good one called Unreal it's by the BBC and it's a critical history of uh, reality TV and oh. they go through like all the different eras of reality TV from like Big Brother to X Factor to like America's X Top Model and all those type of ones and the makeover shows and the talent shows and Love Island. And they talk to like producers and everything, how it's constructed and it's really good. I've just literally
3: written that one down. Yeah, I'm great. subscribing
2: when we come off air. You're going to binge it. What app can't you live without? Google Maps. Yes, I'm with you on this one. I can't go anywhere without Google Maps. And even though I know the way, it's just so I know how long it's going to take me. And then I usually try shave off a couple of minutes by speed walking and then beating the app.
3: I love that you've said that, right? Because I thought that was just me. Because sometimes I yeah. will say, yeah, you think it's going to take me 20 minutes? Yeah, I'm like, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Favourite account to follow on social media?
2: I found this one hard because I just feel like I, I get bits of everybody. But I was obviously loving all the comedians during lockdown, like Killian Sunderman and Shane Daniel Byrne. But James Kavanaugh is always, you know, just as... a uh, Fountain of joy for me, he is because it's the
3: drama he brings yeah. without without the drama. If that makes sense, like oh. it's just he adds drama and fabulousness to it, your life. Yeah, it's yeah. joyful extraness. And your favourite thing to do on a weekend? Sleep in. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? <laughs> well listen, I'm sorry that I made you wake up early today to come into us. Here it's The Bellissimo Files. This is actually my evening, Serena. <laughs> but um you will be waking up again early Monday morning. I will. Fully charged with Emma, Dave, and Ashling. Ashling, always great to have you on the show. <laughs> Thank you so much.
0: This is the Bellissimo
1: Files. Exclusive to spin.
3: Now, Fate the Wink saga, season two was released last week and it's already topped the Irish Netflix charts. Basically, there's still lots of drama going on at Alfea. Um, Alicia Applebaum is back as Musa, and there's a new cast member, Paulina Chavez, has joined as Flora. I caught up with them to find out all about it. Hey, hey how are you guys? Yeah, thank you. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, Alicia, what's it like coming back, knowing how successful season one was? I think, I think there's almost an added pressure, you know, because you're like, well, we need to do this one as, as, as well as we did last time. But always so fun to be with such a great group of people. Paulina, what was it like for you? I mean, it's exciting to know you're joining a successful TV series. Um, the cast are really close, though. So how nerve-wracking is it going on being the new girl? You know, I am the type of person to always expect the worst
4: situations so I was like you know they may not like me and that is okay but no they were all wonderful all so wonderful I have nothing but nice things to say about them.
3: This was filmed here in Ireland and Paulina I was having a look at your Instagram and I know we're here to talk about the show but I also have to talk about what happened after the show because it looked like you guys had so much fun you put up a whole heap of pics and you tagged it what a journey What what was your journey like here in Ireland? It was so much fun. We went out.
4: We had fun towards the end, of course, when everything started to open. Not while everything was restricted. Of course, gotta make that clear. Um, (laughs) We were very safe about it. Um,
3: It was it was a lot of fun, Alicia. We know that Paulina is new um, as Flora, but what else is going on that's new in this season? Uh, There's a lot going on. I think everybody has their own story this Mm -hmm. time, and we get to explore the characters, each character Mm -hmm. in their in their own way um and everyone has has something that yeah. they're dealing with what's some of the coolest things you've gotten to do uh work with special effects yeah that's that's cool. really cool alicia what was your coolest thing well i got to do a couple of stunts uh with with like all sorts of different um, yeah. things so, so i got to... badass it's so cool So badass i was there when you were shooting one of the scenes yeah I mean, it, it can hurt if, <laughs> if you get it in the wrong place. But When you film a series like this, you're outside of home, you are living in Ireland. Um, and so I suppose there's a cast to become even closer. So, what is that last day on set like when it's just like, we're not only, only saying goodbye to the feature, like the series, we're saying goodbye to living together? It was quite emotional, I think. Yeah. I think it may, there, there may have been some tears, I mm-hmm. believe. There was a lovely speech from
4: our producer. Yeah, I don't think any of us really wanted to say goodbye. I think no, it was... it, it's also like hard because you know, at least for us, I, we have like a, the time difference thing.
3: Yeah, at least for us, it's like six hours. Now it's eight hours, and so it's hard to keep in touch afterwards because of that, which sucks
4: because I, I met
3: really wonderful people. Well, look, enjoy this press tour, enjoy the premiere of the new season. Hopefully, I'm talking to you again for season three. I'm just putting yes. it out there. Yes, <laughs> yes put Please. it out there, manifest it. <laughs> You can catch Season 2 of Fate the Winx Saga. It is out on Netflix now. A lot has been going on this week, so as usual, is here to inform us on what we've missed this week. Yeah, now I know we heard
6: Tara talked in Entertainment News earlier a little bit about the Wicked movie, which Serena... I can't believe I didn't know about this till now. I was a big fan of Wicked the Musical and the fact I didn't pick up, so this is why I felt like we needed to do What Did I Miss on this. That's why I was shocked
3: when you were going. Yeah, because there was big news announced at Tower told us in the entertainment news there. Yes, so I'm not familiar with this
6: guy, but I know you are. Jonathan Bailey is... How are you not familiar with Jonathan Bailey? He's from one of those shows that I don't like, isn't he? He's from Bridgerton. Yeah, I haven't watched Bridgerton, which I know a lot of people will be disgusted about, but I haven't watched Bridgerton.
3: He is the one that... this Anthony, is that his name? He's the oldest Bridgerton.
6: Okay, but he's been signed up anyway to play the male lead Fierro in uh, Wicked, which is big, big news. If you didn't know, like me, Ariana Grande is lined up to play Glinda the Good Witch in this, and Cynthia Erivo is going to be playing Elphaba. So, if, Serena you've seen the musical Wicked have you
3: yeah yeah. Mm, and we were talking about this off uh, I love the soundtrack yeah not a huge fan of the whole musical
6: yes and there's a lot going on in it so they've decided to split it into two movies which obviously when you go to see a musical it's in two parts as well yeah. my big question is where are they going to split it
3: well, there's an obvious... Because it is, as you said, it is two movies. There yeah. is an obvious split.
6: Yes, there's obviously the, the midpoint of a musical where you take your 15-minute break. Will they do an exact split there? Which is where there's the big moment where Alphabet finally takes off into the air. Or, I don't know, I'm really curious to see where they're going to, how they're going to divide the story. Or, because the musical's based on a book, maybe there's more to the story that we yeah. didn't see in the musical. I'm really excited about this. My only issue... We're not getting the first till December 2024. (laughs) Don't be teasing me two years out. I
3: was going to say, and this is the problem, right? So sometimes when the movie actually hits, then you're you're kind of over it. I know, I know.
6: That's my fear. So maybe it was better that I didn't know even before (laughs) now. So now I've only two years to wait.
3: (laughs) (laughs) There's other big news as well.
6: Yes, you have good news for me about a very famous Aussie show.
3: Yes, that is presented by two of the UK's best presenters, <laughs> I'm a Celeb. Um, now, you were telling me as well, I was like, that's nothing I've missed. This has been spoken about for ages, but it has been confirmed now Okay, that I'm a Celeb All Stars is happening. And it's funny that because when I told you this morning, it's like you can't be telling people that. That's been out there for ages. But even um, Deck McFarlane said <laughs> on his um, Instagram, he says, this is indeed television's worst-kept secret, but yeah, we are okay, coming back it, yeah. with an all-star version now. The names haven't been confirmed yet. But I know. I'm so curious to see who's going to be announced for this. They've mentioned Georgia Toffolo, Carol Voldeman, Gillian McKeith. Remember the fainter? Yes, that one. Now, my favourite. I forgot about him, but he is my all-time favourite at doing tasks. Dean Gaffney do you remember the screamer I think Dean Gaffney was in EastEnders yes and he just screamed any time he did a task well funny enough
6: I was watching Celeb Gogglebox recently and I was saying to my roommate oh, what Matt is it Matt from Busted what? yeah 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 what's his surname again he's married it's... to the Emma <laughs> we're really bad at this <laughs> I really hope that Matt from Busted, who was one of the OG people Willis, to do, Matt, Matt Willis, Willis. One of the original people in I'm a Celeb. He's one of the most iconic ones I remember being oh, wow. in that. I'd love to see him go back and do it.
3: Well, they've got over 20 years of celebs, 20 seasons to choose from. So we're not getting it, though, until 2023. I, I say that, but 2023 is just around the corner. Yeah, well, it's not 2024, like for Wicked, so...
6: <laughs> <laughs> now, something else that made me laugh, 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 This week when I say, you know, when you're like full body chuckling laugh was a post from Amy Huberman that went viral this week. She sent her husband, the very famous Irish rugby or former Irish rugby player, Brian O'Driscoll to collect the dog from the groomers.
3: He came home with the wrong dog. Now, I've heard, I've heard people talking about this, and they've all been talking about how, how doesn't he know, but I love when we started talking about this, Aoife, you came at it from a completely different I angle. I know. So
6: look, the dog that he brought home is the same type of dog as what they have, but the dog they have has a darker snout and poor Brian just thought that the hair had been taken off more so the snout was no longer dark. I personally have a full white dog. I can imagine this happening. Like, it would very, very easily happen. But my big question is, what was the dog thinking? (laughs) Like, imagine being this little dog. You're taken from the groomers into a car with this person you don't know. And you arrive into their house. You're also a dog, so you also don't realise it's Amy Huberman and Brian O'Driscoll's house that you're in. <laughs> and
3: then you're there and you're whisked back off to your original owners. What was he thinking? I don't know, but I'm really impressed at how <laughs> calm that dog was. Because <laughs> yeah. I know if that was me, I'd probably be like attacking. And <laughs> that has I just been... loved that story this week. It gave me such a laugh and I'm
6: going to be extra careful to make sure that my dog has... a. A good collar on him yeah. that I can recognise <laughs> next time I have to collect him from the group. Exactly, because we don't want you telling this no, exact same no, story. No, no, you're going to be back a little later on in the show. I am indeed. We are going to be playing uh, a, an, another clip of Sam Smith's new song with Kim Petras called "Unholy." I'm hoping you vote that as the track of the week, so we can finally hear the full track. But I am going to be putting up against Lil Nas X with his new one "Star Walking," which is also a really good song. So it's going to be a hard choice for you. So head over to Official Spin on three eight. You can cast your vote over there, and we'll be playing it at the end of the show.
1: Three, two, one. Let's go. It's the Bellissimo Files. The
3: Bellissimo Files. On Spin. I Used to Be Famous is a gorgeous film on Netflix now. It follows Vince, a desperate former pop star who dreams of making a comeback, but then at an impromptu jam session with an autistic young drummer, Stevie, he sparks up this unexpected friendship. Between an, an unexpected friendship between two misunderstood musicians sparks up, and their lives are both changed forever. It is a gorgeous film, and I was thrilled that I got to chat to its, the director of the film, Eddie Sternberg, and our very own Colleen McCarthy, the producer. Eddie and Colleen, congratulations on *I Used to Be Famous*.
0: Thanks very much. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you.
3: How are you guys feeling about it? I saw a photo on Eddie's Instagram of you guys in front of a massive digital billboard with your film on
7: it yeah it was a really really special experience it's uh, our first one um, the first one together and first one in general our first feature film uh, so to see it with that kind of coverage uh, and on the billboard just off Oxford Street is uh, something special
3: they started off as a short Eddie what happens how does it happen that it goes from a short to Netflix and how do you react when you get that call going yeah we're going to do it
7: you scream at the top of your lungs <laughs> and hope that uh, no one hears Meet um, so, the phone yes 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 Meet the phone First, that's a word of warning uh, from my producer. There, um, so you go going from the short. I, I mean, it's an interesting one because when we made the short, it felt like it was very much a. There was a lot more of the story to be told. It felt like a proof of concept for a wider piece. Um, so yeah, once once we made that, it was straight into writing the feature, and then yeah, fast forward. Uh, quite a few years um, of lots of ups and downs along the way. Um, getting that call from my agent saying that Netflix were interested was uh, was a big moment.
3: Where did the idea come from, Eddie?
7: So things about 2013. There were quite a few former boy bands and girl bands coming out of the woodwork. Um, these. Gods and goddesses from from when i was uh for when I was a kid, I wondered where they'd been all this time when they were um sort of i was seeing them in the press and uh, seeing uh, TV shows about them you'd there'd be all these stories that I just thought would be quite um quite juicy for a film essentially and then um what I realized was is that uh, a lot of these a lot of these guys and girls were basically musicians but they were packaged in a way that, where they became product. So uh, I, I kind of thought, what was the antithesis of that, that type of visualisation or representation of music? Um, and I thought about my cousin Saul, and Saul uh, Zurspiro. He is a drummer. He's an autistic man that needs uh, full-time care. He uh, has very high support needs. And um, when he was about 10 years old, um, his parents gave him a pair of drumsticks to hold, and he couldn't quite hold them and then eventually he got the strength to hold them and over time he started hitting the uh hitting the drum and they they realized that he actually had some a pretty pretty good sense of rhythm and then uh, cut long story short um, he's formed a band called The Autistics that's where,
3: amazing yeah and with
7: an X at the end they're a rock band and they're really great um, and a couple of the members have autism a couple of the members um, are neurotypical uh, and some of them are parents of the boys in the band and um, it culminated with them on stage um, performing in front of a thousand people with Sir Tom Jones with
3: Sir Tom Jones with Sir
7: Tom Jones <laughs> all people and Saul so went from uh, being someone that didn't like crowds and didn't like loud noises to suddenly through the power of music being able to achieve something like that what was it like for your cousin watching this film it was a special moment Uh, i was a bit nervous i was probably more nervous for him to watch it than anyone else (laughs) he Um, would
3: be your biggest critic i
7: say it's true it's true um I'm pleased to say that I got a big thumbs up. He was watching it the whole time, leaning forward the whole time with a big smile. And then, right at the end of the film, he turned to me and just gave me a big thumbs up and a big smile. It's amazing. Gave me shivers.
3: And Colly, what's it like for you bringing this home to Ireland?
7: Yeah, it's a really special day today. Actually, we're um, we're screening it in the Savoy uh, for a lot of IFTA members and, and some press. And uh, I, I managed to sneak a few family and friends in as well. So, of course you did <laughs> yeah, it's really exciting. Oh,
3: but it's not just about the screening. I noticed that Eddie came in with a little bag and you tipped it over <laughs> and went, "Oh, that's my swimmers. Sorry, what? <laughs> like, what are you doing? You only have 24 hours here. Yes. What is your priority? Obviously, the film is, but after the film, what else do you want to fit in?
7: The 40 foot. That's, I've, uh, <laughs> it's a it's, uh, rite of passage as one of uh, the directors that Colly works with. Everyone has to jump in the 40 foot. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm mentally prepared. I'm not sure about physically, but mentally I'm prepared.
3: <laughs> Colly, are you jumping in too?
7: Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, are I, I, I'm. Are you mad? I, born and <laughs> raised in Sandy Gulf, so every time I come home it's the first thing i do and um yeah my company's called 40 foot pictures so it's it's now uh, what a moment exactly as as uh, it's a baptism for eddie today
3: enjoy all of that and enjoy tonight premiering it for all your family and friends and then how are you feeling about the fact that it's going out on Netflix for the rest of the world to
7: see? Purely excited yeah honestly people ask me you know are you happy with it and and absolutely we're you know no stone was left unturned uh, unturned, um, and we're just really excited to share it with the world.
3: Well it's a gorgeous film and I like what Ed Screen said feel good is not a cuss word and that's what this this film is and it's okay to go I really love a feel good film because that's what we need right now isn't it?
7: Yeah absolutely bit of escapism.
3: You can catch I used to be famous on Netflix now.
1: This is a new music spotlight. On the Bellissimo
3: Files. On the Bellissimo Files. Producer Aoife is back in studio and she's got some great new tracks with her. I'm so
6: excited I can finally say this song has been released. Again, TikTok tends to give us spoilers of music these days if you are using tiktok i'm sure you've heard a clip of sam smith's unholy finally the full track is here it is a kim petra's let me know what
3: you think that just makes me smile
6: i know my only fear with this track is it has been on tiktok for probably a month if not more now just a little clip uh, a few people have covered it and the covers have gone viral I just hope it doesn't flop now because yeah. it's been teased too early. That's I saw actually someone um, diving into that on TikTok and it was really interesting. But I love the whole track and it is so much fun. And Sam actually said it's the most fun they've ever had making a track as well. So, yeah, I'm absolutely loving that one. I'm a little bit biased this week because I am just such a big fan of Sam. So maybe vote for that one if you don't mind. <laughs> but if you're not feeling that, I do have a new
3: one from Lil Nas
6: X for you. It is called Walking.
3: Lil Nas X is one artist who I will always, uh, I'm happy to admit I so got it wrong and I'm so happy every time he releases new music. I thought he was going to be a one hit wonder. I know. And usually, to be honest, if it
6: wasn't Sam Smith that was up against Lil Nas X this week, I would probably be leaning towards it. I really like it. It's also out as part of, um, it's the League of Legends World Championships track. So the League of Legends um, video game, it's the World Championships is happening in San Francisco and it was released as part of this and the music video is all shown off the...
3: Didn't he become president of that? He, there's some involvement with him there, oh. <laughs> like my research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he got a pretty high up position. Yeah, yeah, so that. that's yeah. been Renée's
6: part of that. I loved this week. Um, he also got his wax figure in Madame Tussauds and has been pranking a few of his celebrity friends by FaceTiming them. So there was Olivia Rodrigo, Lizzo, um, a few other people. But he FaceTime them with the camera on the wax figure, and they were all like, "Oh, hey, how are you? How are you getting on?" And then he jump up and be like, "It's not me, but isn't it a really good impersonation of me?" <laughs> That's really good marketing. I know, very, very funny. I just love Lil Nas X. I also love Sam. I I said I'm a little bit biased this week, but I will be happy either way with whatever you choose. So head over to add official spin on right there to have your last minute vote for our track. And while you're doing that, it's Come on. are you ready
2: you dance track of the?
6: To the beat. What have you got this week, Afa? I was very happy to see a new song from this artist. You may remember him from his track, Nevermind. It is Dennis Lloyd with his new track, Berlin. Sorry, I was just dancing there. <laughs> I know. I just love that and I'm loving Dennis Lloyd's stuff. Um, yeah, big, big fan. You're also a big fan of the Bellissimo Files single
3: of the I week, Eva.
6: managed to sway you. Thank you so much for voting for this one. It is the new one from Sam Smith and Kim Petras called Unholy on the Bellissimo Files.
3: You've made Aoife and I, very happy you voted Sam Smith and Kim Petra's Unholy The Bellissimo Files single of The Week. I know I said I had a fear it might
6: flop but I think it is such a good track. I just love the vibe of it. It's really, really good. And don't forget if you want to catch that on Morning Music, head over to our website or our app and you can find our Fresh Hits playlist
3: over there. And if you missed anything on this week's show, um, you can catch interviews with uh, Luca Bravo and Billy Lord and the cast of Fate the Wink Saga. They are up now on our website spin1038.com. Up Next, Jess will be in with some great new music. Eva, what are your plans for the weekend? Um, I don't know. They put me on the spot now. Do you know what? Enjoy <laughs> just doing whatever. I think I'm going to do the same. Whatever you're doing, enjoy what's left of the weekend. And Eva and I will be back with some great new stars next week.
1: Three, two, one. Let's go. It's the Bellissimo Files. The Bellissimo Files. On Spin.